Hey beautiful, it's Vina V here and if you're listening to this podcast on the holidays, I am thinking of you. Um, You're going to be quite surprised to know that I've actually had a really good holiday with my son so far. I've actually had a really nice time with him. Um, One thing I do want to say to you, my son did say to me the other day that he doesn't need a mum. We got in a bit of argument and I know I'm an adult, but sometimes I just have to talk back to my son. If my son's giving me a really clever answer, I can't let it go. I have to keep on like saying things to him. And I got to the stage where we were actually having an argument. I feel so embarrassed to be admitting this to you. I was having an argument with my six-year-old son and he just said to me, do you know what? I don't need a mum. And I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. So I just ignored him for about 15 minutes. And to any child, you know, 15 minutes it feels like a whole day. And uh, yeah, then he did come up to me, gave me a big hug and he said sorry. And he's like, oh, mummy, you just made me angry. So yeah, I'm going through that stage at the moment. Um, but please let me know. Please tweet me at mum to million or check us out on facebook.com forward slash mum to millionaire. And let me know, does your child ever say anything horrible to you like that like I'm really surprised sometimes the kind of things that come out of my son's mouth one more quick thing before we get into this podcast I want to let you know that every single Monday on the mum to millionaire YouTube channel I'm now going to be giving you social media tips so these are going to be under three minutes long I'm going to be there every single Monday and I have called it social media mum day oh yeah Uh, so make sure you go and subscribe over there on youtube.com forward slash vi pregnancy yes it's completely different name to mum to millionaire but if you've been with me right from the start you will know why it is called that if you're thinking why is it called vi pregnancy go over on the mum to millionaire blog mum to millionaire.com click on my story and you will understand why my youtube name Uh, has a different name to my business. But anyway, without further ado, you are absolutely gonna love this episode. It's with a gorgeous lady. I love her enthusiasm. I just love everything about her. Her name is Nadine Hill, aka Juggle Mum, and she's giving you her top tips, tools and tricks, how you can have a productive business while your children are at home with you. Mum, Introducing my mum, Vina V. I love you, mummy. Hi, beautiful, and welcome to the 29th episode of the Mum to Millionaire podcast, helping you grow your business and create an incredible life for your children on the show today. I'm so excited because we've got a gorgeous mum of two. She actually started in the world of PR. She set up her own virtual assistant business, and then in 2009, she started her award-winning blog called Juggle Mum. Please welcome to the show, Nadine Hill. Yay! I feel like there should be a little canned round of applause there that was such a nice a really nice intro thank you very much maybe i add in a little effect of like loads of people (laughs) (laughs) and then i can pretend i'm on the episode of friends or something you know where they do the the applause from the audience 
<laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today. Um, do you just want to give us a brief kind of intro on exactly why you started your blog in the first place? Because previous to that, you did set up a traditional business, as it were, a yes. virtual assistant business. So why did you start your blog and why did you start your VA business? Okay. Well, um, the two are kind of the same reason, really. It's all about the kids, isn't yeah. it? It's family. It's all about the kids. I, um, My daughter, my eldest, is 12 years old now. And when she was born, I went back to my traditional office job, um, like many parents do. And I went back on a four-day-a-week basis. Um, but over the time, I realized it didn't suit me anymore. You know, your priorities change. I wanted flexibility. And that was why I created my VA business in the first place, so that I could work from home so that I could be more present for the children and I could be around. Obviously, I only had the one baby at that time, um, but I grew the business and um, that was why I started that that business. But then over the years, um, I've always loved writing. Um, it's always been part of my career. I, Like you said, I worked in PR. I used to write website copy. I used to write brochure copy. I used to write press releases. Um, and so I enjoyed doing being creative with the written word. And, um, and I missed it, quite simply. Um, obviously, working in a VA business was great, but it didn't require me to be too creative. It was more admin-oriented. Yeah. And I had to make sure I met deadlines and managed projects but it wasn't very creative and I missed the creative outlet um, and then when I had my second child my son um, he's now seven uh, I was at home with him um, and he was a baby and yeah quite simply I mean I was still doing managing my business but um, I'd scaled it back so that I could have something of a maternity leave and um, and I found myself a bit bored, really. I mean, I love the babies, but it's not the most intellectually stimulating thing yeah. <laughs> to be at home with the baby all day. I mean, I love my kids to death, but um, I, I missed adult company yeah. and I missed having a space, you know, something that was just for me, that was yeah. mine. And um, and so I started blogging. I, I do love your honesty, though. I love it how you just you were just like I was bored. <laughs> That's how I it. <laughs> so a lot of people be like, you know, is my you know it is your creative outlet. But I just love the fact that you're like, do you know, what? I was just bored, and it was something to do. <laughs> and I bet when you started back in 2009, you probably didn't realise where it would come. Like you won an award for it. Like people are, you know, you've got a, a nice community of people now, kind of reading your blog, haven't you? Well, it. it I never thought what would happen would happen I suppose that is yeah. the best way to describe it I mean I look now and I just think I'm making money from mm. this and I enjoy it and this is your full-time job now isn't it can I be brutally it, honest and this you yes. are blogging full-time this is your income every month is through your this blog. is my full-time job yes yeah. it is I mean I do have um I do have some different income streams. Um, I've written a couple of books uh, which sell on Amazon. They're both non-fiction books and um, so I do earn book royalties from that and then the VA business that we talked about earlier in the call is still running. I don't actually drive it anymore. I, I've been running that business for 10 years now so wow. I've been self-employed for 10 years, a whole decade. So yeah, so that business does still run mm -hmm. although I'm not involved in the day-to-day -day so much anymore but I do still earn an income from that business. So I do have a few other income streams as well as yeah. blogging. 
but yes, blogging is, I consider blogging to be my full-time main job. Your main income. And uh, as you can hear, Nadine is really busy, obviously. She's got two children doing loads of different things. And that is why she's here today. We are talking about, and I love this title you gave me, how to juggle <laughs> without dropping the baby. So firstly, we're recording this on a Saturday. So for all those mums that are working from home, they're running their business, Nadine, what are your tips for actually working at home, but while your children are here? Because a lot of mums, when they start a business, they might, you know, their children might not be going to school yet. I think we're both lucky. Both our children um, are going to school. So we've got that kind of time from nine o'clock in the morning till 3pm. But what about the ladies who have babies at home? Your tips for them in terms of working at home, but, you know, having their baby there at the same time? (laughs) <laughs> well, I have to say, Vina, I my first answer was going to be, you know, you said, what are your tips from working from home with the children around? And I was just going to say bribery. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that is my tip when they're a bit older. You can say to them, yeah, just be quiet for half an hour while mummy makes a video call and I'll yeah. do, the, you know, I'll come and do this with you afterwards or whatever. But like you say, many mums will be starting working from home with a baby or toddler around. I've been in that boat myself, completely nowhere what you're coming from and I have to say ladies if you are in that situation yes it's hard work and yes it's a juggle and you will ultimately find yourself frustrated sometimes because you'll get just stuck into something and then something domestic will crop its head you know you you might have somebody at the door or the child has just spilled something all over the floor or you know somebody starts crying and wants your attention Um, and you'll find you'll get very good at learning how to work and be productive in very short bursts of time because when you have babies and children around you don't get the luxury anymore of long stretches of time to yourself when you can do work so what I would say is um, you will naturally become a bit more productive in this way as you progress Um, but what I try and do is if for example you're putting the baby down for a nap time and you know that you might get say 45 minutes or an hour's worth of peace Mm -hmm. until they wake up use that time to do the most intense work that you've got and get it done you know you've got a deadline you've only got an hour before the child wakes so that really can focus you in terms of being more productive I love that yeah my son sorry I was gonna say my son used to have this lovely long hour uh, nap in the afternoon from 2 till 4 p.m those are my power hours I was like oh my god it's you know like 5 to 4 and I'm like he's gonna wake up any minute and you're trying to cram as much as possible but like you just said you literally just have to kind of like you, we know that it's not going to change. We have to just focus on what we're going to do in those power hours and just get it done. And I like and that. Get concentrating. It done. Yeah. And often you will find that you, you might not get everything finished and then you've got the tea to prepare and, uh, you know, partners coming home from work and then there's bath time and there's all of that to do. So it, you might not, necessarily have the energy to do so but sometimes you may have to put in a few after hours you know we've all done it when the kids have gone to bed and we've finally got a peace and quiet from 8 p.m at night and then in the past I've done eight till midnight on the computer it's not ideal it's not you know now your kid, when the kids get a bit older you can kind of reclaim your evenings back a little bit um, yeah. but when you're trying to get a business off the ground and certainly if you're trying to manage it around children there's no getting around the fact that it's not going to be easy but it can be done and I yeah. think that's the main point it is a juggle and it can be a struggle sometimes and you do feel like you're chasing your tail and you don't have any time for yourself but it does gradually get easier there becomes a point where your child goes into nursery 
and oh my god you've got three hours, <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! three hours! <laughs> and then it's like you, you have three hours you know five days a week when they're in the nursery and then you you think wow I feel like I'm at school all the time you know you're down there three times a day because you collect you know dropping them both yeah. off at nine and then you're collecting one of them at lunchtime and then you're collecting <laughs> the other one at, and it is it's just running around like that um but then there comes a step they're not young for long they're not little yeah, for long exactly. and so it's just about being being you know doing the best you can don't be too hard on yourself that is the main point as well and just try and be productive and, and like you say, use your time wisely with power hours in terms of anything intense you've got to do or mm. something that really requires concentration. Do it in those moments when you know you might have a little window. Um, yeah. Email is a great medium for something. It, it can take you all night to respond to one email if you've got things going off in the background. But the person on the receiving end of that email doesn't know any different. So. Yeah. Don't worry too much um, and use email a lot because that's what I used to do. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in terms of kind of school holidays, we've got the big, you know, summer holidays, Christmas, Easter and all that. I love to ask other mums how they tackle this because, you know, I I, I, I hold my hands up. I do moan sometimes. I go, oh, summer holidays. I actually do love spending time with my son. But for me, it's just like, OK, if I'm not working, I'm not making money. I'm building a business. You know, I'm building a brand. I need to be working. So what I I try and do is you know I try and cram in as much as I can on my off day so I take my son to London whatever but then on the days of staying at home what I do is maybe in the morning I will go to the park and do something for the whole of the morning spend as much time with him but then maybe from I don't know one till four then I will do some kind of work and put on a film for him um so that is what I try and do to get work done Nadine how do you tackle that do you just kind of lock off from business altogether in the holidays or do you try and fit work in there somewhere well, I, I can't lock off from business altogether because like you say, when you're not working, you're not getting paid. And also because I run a blog, you know, readers do expect some consistency on the blog. If all of a sudden I went from posting three or four times a week to absolutely nothing for the whole of July and August, people would think, what's happened? Has this blog shut down? You know, so um, so no, I do keep things going um, as much as I can. Um, in When my children were younger, I did exactly what you're suggesting, Vina. I I would take them out for the morning because you can't say to them be patient and wait for the afternoon while mummy yeah. gets this done in the morning because that just ain't going to happen <laughs> so you need to dis- you need to deal with the child's first the child's mm-hmm. needs first so we would go out and have a day like in the park or do something together soft play area or whatever it is that's going to wear them out a little bit so that you can then pop them in front of a dvd in the afternoon that that is one thing that i did used to do um as my children are older now and and more easily able to entertain themselves for a bit longer um we still have our days out and we certainly have time that we've earmarked for whatever activity we're planning on doing and we'll go and have a few play dates as well and meet up with some of my other mum friends with children yeah. um, but also um, often I find my personal energy levels are that I have more energy first thing on the morning I'm certainly more of an early riser than yeah. I am a night owl um, uh-huh. by the time it's evening I'm on the floor really <laughs> so, um, so what I, I like to do is I'd set the alarm and get up at 5.30 or 6am um, because the house is blissfully quiet and I can just get on with loads of work and nobody cares what I look like and it doesn't yeah. matter if I'm sat here in my leggings and a t-shirt it doesn't matter you know I can just get on with what I need to do and then when 
when everybody starts rising, usually in the school holidays, they don't get up till about nine, something like that. So um, by then, I've already got several work, hours worth of work done and I can clock off for a few hours without any guilt whatsoever and just really enjoy the time with the children. And yeah. a lot of what I do as well, I mean, I, I've, I have run a business where very much um, you wouldn't not that you wouldn't want people to know that you had children, but uh, for example, in my virtual assistance business, I worked from home. I did it in the first place so that I could be around for the children. But your clients expect you to be their professional. If you're charging them for that hour, they want you to spend that hour on them. They don't want you to be juggling and multitasking in the background, which you can completely understand. Mm -hmm. So um, in those situations, I would very much snatch the time when I could focus on them. Um, yeah. Nowadays, the, the business that I drive is my blog blog, Juggle Mum. So um, luckily, and I suppose it's the way I've created the business so that it fits around me and my lifestyle, I can incorporate the children in a lot of what I do. Um, very often I'll do blog posts on how to make Play-Doh or how to do quick and easy bunting or how to make this with the kids or, you know, I'll do something whereby I can actually let the children get involved and then they're still getting my time and attention, but I'm actually yeah. using that time to create something that I'm then going to use on the blog. Um, my son and I have just spent the last four weeks growing a butterfly <laughs> growing a butterfly a butterfly oh yes I saw this actually did on you YouTube. see my live butterfly yeah. garden <laughs> it's well it's a project that we had he he saw the advert on tv he absolutely loves the idea of seeing a butterfly be created from a caterpillar and so we we did a review on this product and I got it sent through from the PR agency and we sent off for our caterpillars and then we started recording video at each of the key stages so when the caterpillars arrived when they became chrysalis Aww. and we put them into the enclosure and then when the first butterfly hatched I still don't know the right terminology for that whether it's hatched or born or but when it became a butterfly we caught that on video and it was amazing wow. and we edited it together well I edited it together he didn't <laughs> but he helped he was my co-presenter he really helped me with that and it was his project and we did it together so I w that's something that's on YouTube now people can if they're interested in what a live butterfly garden is and what it entails they can watch the video um, but it's something Thing that I've then embedded into a post on my blog as well. So that's really a great example of being able to use the time to produce something for work that involved the children. I was going to say that's a really good tip actually. Just try and get your children involved somehow. If you really need to do some urgent work like ASAP, just like, I don't know, get them to write an envelope. Or just get them, exactly, get them whatever, envelope and make it, make it fun, you know. And children actually like helping. I think my son today helped me mow the garden. And oh. I was like, why would you like want to do He's like, no, mummy, I want to help you. But to them, it's actually fun when they're helping their parents. I say, you know, when he gets about 16, maybe he won't. But, you know, just take advantage when they're young and they want to help you. When he gets um, to 16, he'll want the money. He'll yeah. say, well, how much are you going to pay me for doing it? That's what I get already from my, she's nearly 13. And that's what I get from my daughter. Oh. What, what will you pay me for doing it? But but they do. They just want your attention. That's all the children yeah. want. I mean, it's, it's like a saying isn't it to a child the word love is spelled t-i-m-e and that's yeah. what they want from you and yeah. it's what 
we want to give and I just find that I have spent a lot of time with my children as they've been growing up we had a lot of one-on-one time when they were younger and I think because of that and because we're so tightly bonded together and they know they get my attention when they need it that they do then respect the times when I do say to them listen guys like now I've, I've actually said to them both I'm on a video call I'm talking to somebody and I just don't want to be disturbed for the next half an hour so can you uh, you know I asked my daughter watch watch out for your brother for me because she's the older one so I've put her in charge and it doesn't sound like anybody's kicking off in there yeah, so I, I can't hear anything <laughs> very quiet so they're, they're well behaved they're well, I think they're making a video star video this is something oh. we like to do together so <laughs> see I always start to worry when it's too quiet I'm like what is he doing like why is it so quiet <laughs> don't want to worry you or anything um, but, um, <laughs> one question I always love to ask people and everyone has their different approach to this is how do you tackle to-do lists like what is your approach what you know what works for you in being the most productive that you can be in terms of to-do lists well I don't have one master list for everything I tend to have several smaller lists and that might freak some people out but it works for me so what I would do is because I'm basically managing lots of work tasks alongside lots of domestic tasks and I don't want to drop any balls so I make sure that I've got things in things in places if that makes sense so if it's something domestic Domestic. Like, for example, my daughter will say to me, Mom, I need some more makeup remover wipes. It's crazy. She's only 12, but that, they do. They, all, they go to school and they've got the makeup on and everything. So it sounds awful, does that, doesn't it? But um, it's very light. <laughs> I approve of what she does. And um, she says I'm, to me, <laughs> So I'm surprised this. I can remember when I was young, you, like, you weren't allowed to wear makeup until oh, you're know. like 16. Oh, I know, but it's, it's rebelliousness, isn't it? You know, they all w- t- twist up the waistband of the skirts oh, as yeah. well. It's we, crazy. We've all done it, haven't we? We've so. all done it. We've all been there, I know. Well, she's hitting this stage right now and I just kind of watch with a mixture of amusement and protectiveness as well. Yeah. But on the other hand, you, you do have to let them exper- experience the world in some exactly. way. So this is what she does. And she says to me, I need more makeup removal wipes. So I have an app on my phone that I use and it's a shopping list app and so it immediately anything I need to buy immediately goes onto my shopping list app so that could be whether I need a ream of paper for the office or I need a makeup remover wipe or I need a pint of milk or I need uh, a ready meal because we haven't got time to do some cooking from scratch that night so whatever it is it makes it onto the app and so I have that always going and then whenever I find myself with a spare you know if I've got 20 minutes before I need to pick my son up from school um, I can quickly just nip to the local supermarket and pick up a few bits so everything I kind of do is little and often that's the best way to describe it I um I do like that because you know that sounds like such a simple thing but you'll be surprised every time I go to the supermarket I always forget why I went there I have my list but it's because at that precise time when I remembered what I want I didn't write it down so that's actually a really good thing to do I use it all the time and I have it on the list all the time and then even if it's something that there are some things that you have to go to speciality shops to buy aren't there you can't always get everything at the supermarket so one example is there's something a products that I particularly like and it's from a company called Lakeland and it's called Butter Buds and it's like a little sachet of powdered butter I know it sounds disgusting but <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's because I follow the Slimming World plan um, yeah. it, so if I mix it with a little water and I can put it on a jacket potato so uh, I have a buttery okay. jacket potato and it's less calories ah. so it's, a, it's like a specialised product and you can't get it at the supermarkets you can only get it at Lakeland well there's at the Lakeland 
stores are all in these massive um you know, shopping centres, shopping centers like yeah. Meadow Hall or, you know, maybe in the centre of Leeds there might be one, I'm not sure. So it's still on my shopping list. And the next time I find myself in such a shopping centre, I will go and get one. But until then, it stays on the shopping list. But immediately, the second I know I need anything, it goes straight on the shopping list. Uh, so okay. I never have that. You know, when you come away with a bag, you know, you spent 30 quid on shopping and you haven't got what you went yeah. in for. So I don't do that anymore because of my little app. So that that's, is good. That's the first thing that I do. Um, but as far as other things in terms of being being productive um I have my diary and I use a diary that's it's actually called a mum's office diary um you can get them online and I use a school year diary so it runs from August to the following August oh that's good so it starts like because obviously now it's it's we're in July aren't we I bet the diary that you got and you started in September is probably dog-eared and tatty if it's anything like mine (laughs) and you probably want a nice new diary so you could go get yourself a brand spanking new diary that (laughs) starts next month um and I have this because obviously everything I do re- revolves around the school calendar. I've always mm. written down the school holidays in my diary immediately as soon as I get it. So I know not to book any meetings in the school holidays. Um, but the genius about this diary is it also has a page with four columns on. So you can have, well, you can have more than four children, of course, you know, <laughs> who are we to say how many children you should have, but you've got space for up to four children. So each child can have their own column. And I use this all the time. I've got two columns are earmarked for my children. So if they've a dentist appointment or if one of them's got a school play or one of them needs to go to karate or whatever, I put it in that column. And then at the other column I use for my, my own appointments. And then the last column I use for my meal planning, because I just find it easier to decide at the start of the week what we're going to have each night and then I don't have to think about it I can just get on and prepare it when I know it's if it's written down if it says chicken stir fry that's what you're doing we're having yes (laughs) and in terms of kind of your you know getting things done for your business because I've I've tried a lot of things in terms of to-do lists and what I do now is the night before I don't care how tired I am I write down what I'm going to do the next day so it'll be like 10 till quarter past 11 I'm doing this half 11 till you know half 12 I'm doing this and I found that when I stick to that I get so much done that I actually can't believe it I'm like wow I've achieved so much today do you do a similar thing or you know how do you kind of tackle the kind of business stuff you have to do on a day-to-day basis well there are two ways that I tackle the business stuff um definitely one of the key things is because when you're on a productive role you sat at your desk and you've got loads and loads done that's the best time to make the next day's to-do list because you're already in the zone you're focused you're thinking right I've got this this and this to do so write it on the list because if you don't create like you've just said you know you sit and you decide what you're doing the next day if you don't create that list you turn up at your desk the next morning and you think right then what was it I was going to do and you know you've got a million things to do but you just can't focus on what they are so maybe you'll just think oh well I'll just check my Facebook messages or I'll just check my emails (laughs) and so and then you can easily get sucked in so the best thing to do is don't you know, step away from the social media. <laughs> step away. <laughs> Don't go near the social media. You'll get sucked in. Only do it when you've already done a few tasks off your to-do list. So I do the same as you. I'm not as um, rigid in that I put like from 10 till 11, I'll do this. I, I, I'm a bit more free-flowing because sometimes it depends. I might be waiting on an answer from something to be able to complete this or whatever. Yeah. But I do at least give myself an idea of what I want to achieve the next yeah. day. Um, the other thing that I do, and this 
this is a system I swear by and I've been using it for years. I've been self-employed for 10 years now, so I've been using it all that time. And from before, I used to use it in my corporate life. Um, if you have got a concertina file, which is something that you can buy from any stationers, um, and it's a, a folder that sits on your desk and you've got slots in it and they're numbered 1 to 31, so it's for each day of the oh, month. Okay. Um, if you're today, we're on the 11th, and if I get a piece of paperwork on my desk and I think, oh, right, I don't have time to deal with that right now, but I might do it next Wednesday. And let's say next Wednesday is the 15th, for example, I just pull it out of thin air. I would put the piece of paper relating to what I need to do in the slot marked 15, and then I would be able, on that day, every day, the key is to don't, you know, don't forget to check your file. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but every day I go in and I pull out exactly what I've got on that day. So, Recently, I've done quite a few. I'm based in Yorkshire and I've done quite a few trips to London. And mm -hmm. that involves, you know, I've been to a blogging conference. I've been to an internet technology conference. I've been to a lot of different things lately. Yeah. And they all involve, obviously, I've got different contacts that I'm meeting at each one. So I need everyone's names, mobile numbers, email addresses, and the address of where I'm going. Um, also, my train tickets. Also, my paperwork of things that I want to get out of the day. So I might make notes to myself, such as take a, you know, take a suitable photo. I'm thinking ahead for the eventual blog post at the child. Yeah. Um, it was a child internet safety conference I did. And I want to do a blog post about keeping your children safe on the internet. Mm -hmm. So I need a photo to illustrate that. And I thought, well, I need to make sure that I take a photo at the conference that I can use as the featured image on my blog yeah. post. So I made that note to myself on a bit of paper. And But all of these separate trips to London involve quite a lot of paperwork. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to lose my train tickets or not be know which person I'm meeting at this event. So what I do is I create a little file for each activity such as that. If it's a day trip to London, I've got a file with all of the relevant documents in and then I pop it into my concertina file on the date that I'm going. And I love it, just, it. I never misplace anything. I don't lose things like train tickets or, you know, I, I never misplace anything. It always goes yeah. in the concertina file. I live and die by that file. It really oh. does work. <laughs> Do you know, I, I just think that that is the key though. What you've just explained is the key to being a successful business mum is literally be organised because the more organised you are, the more you've got more time to focus on what is actually important in building your business. Because imagine if you didn't do any of that stuff you just told us, you'd literally be a mess. You'd be well, overwhelmed. You'd be, you'd be chasing your tail. You would be literally yeah. chasing your tail. And also the thing is, and this does take practice, I don't second guess myself anymore. Mm. I've got to a stage now where... Um, I, you know, if I do something, I make sure and I take care to do it right the first time. I'm not saying that I'm perfect by any means. You know, of course I make mistakes. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. Um, but in general, I'll, if I'm, writing a blog post before I press publish on that post I will read it and I'll reread it I'll make sure that all the links work I'll make yeah. sure that there's no spelling errors I'll make sure that I've included everything in that blog post that I need to include in it and then and once that's done and I've pressed publish then I will send the um the address of that blog post to the relevant people you know if, if somebody for example sent me a product to review I'll make sure I send them the link to that blog post so that they can see the outcome of what they sent me so and I do all of that whilst I'm in the moment focused on that one activity once I've done that then I can let it go and, it, and it, I don't have to keep it in my brain I don't have to think did I do this or did I yeah. send them that or did I you know I'm, I do everything um 
in the moment so that like if I've got an image I want to pin to Pinterest I do it right then and there and that way everything I need to do relating to that blog post is done when I'm sat there in the moment on my desk and then I can let it go and I don't have to second guess myself did I already do that did I send that post to someone it's already been done and I know we're all incredibly busy in this day and age everybody's kind of a bit firefighting and we're all you know juggling a lot of different tasks but there's nothing more frustrating than for example when you reach out to someone and you say oh could you email me this or could you send me that or could you add me onto this list or whatever it is you're requesting of someone and you can tell they've done it in a hurry because something is wrong and then you have to go back to them and say oh excuse me I'm sorry to bother you but you might have spelled my name wrong or you might have done this wrong or you didn't link it up to this or whatever and it just wastes everyone's time and, and I hate that and I would hate to waste anyone's time So I make sure that I do things as quickly as I can, but also as accurately as I can. And I do just take that extra few minutes um, when I'm in the moment to make sure that it is right, because then I can release it and then I don't have to worry about it anymore because it's right. Oh, do you know, I, I feel like hugging you right now because I'm so happy you brought that point up because I used to do do the exact opposite for many years. I would like maybe see an email or, you know, know I have to edit a video, but it would like get pushed back. And then the next day I'd still have that video to edit. So now literally what you just said, Nadim, is like when you're in the moment, just do it. So now if someone emails me and my emails are up and I've read the email, I will do something with that email straight away. I will respond file it somewhere or if it's not relevant if I don't need to reply I just delete it um and it makes such a difference rather than just leaving it there and doing nothing well when you when you leave it there it just weighs on your brain and I'm a big fan of putting the ball back in other people's court it's like a game of tennis isn't it they've batted it over to me I tend to deal with things fairly quickly and then bat it straight back to them you know I don't want it on my plate I've enough on my plate (laughs) so I get it straight back to them as quickly as I can that's not to say that sometimes you know that people can always expect to get an answer immediately from me Mm. you know I do set aside certain times when I am available to be able to answer things or do things but you know if you're going to tweet me about something don't expect that I'm going to reply straight away because I might not be on Twitter at that moment I do set you know set my I I kind of ring fence my time around certain Mm -hmm. activities and that way at least I can be very productive and then when I do decide for the day it's time to switch off you can switch off then because you feel like yeah I've I've done plenty today I can sort of go go to bed with a clean conscience (laughs) (laughs) do you know what though I'm going to use you as an example Nadine because I think you're a shining spotlight in kind of saving time you know even for the the mum to millionaire podcast sometimes it could take several emails to kind of pin point a time and a date to interview someone um I emailed Nadine asking her because I you know I've seen her around a lot I've been following her on Twitter and I just love what she's about so I emailed her saying she wants to come on the podcast I think the day I think it, yeah the day after you emailed me back saying you'd love to do it and I think in that first email you might have even given me the times and dates yes, that you I could did. do <laughs> and I was like thank you god <laughs> because some I'm usually quite strict on my schedule sometimes I just do podcast interviews like say every Friday but because you had given me the times that you were free I was like do you know what it's not going to hurt me just doing it you know this one interview on this date but it's the point I want to make is that you know if someone's asked for an interview if anything in your business just try and give as much information up front as you can because it literally took us I don't know three emails maximum to organize this video um, organize this call and now we are recording it 
This yeah. has been the quickest podcast that I've interviewed someone and recorded it and I'm organized so it. You know, to hear so that. I'm, I'm so really, pleased. So I'm so great, you know, you know, privileged we've got you on the show because you are like the living example. You're not kind of just giving these tips and not doing it. You are doing oh these God, tips. Oh God, no, I'm knee <laughs> deep. I am knee deep, Vina, in this stuff I nearly said I nearly I've just said it I should have just said it in the first place I'm knee deep in it and it's not like you know I mean it it made me smile a bit when you said you're the shining example I wouldn't ever you know for god's sake (laughs) we're all human I drop balls right and left sometimes but on the whole yes I do I am good with organization that is a something that I have got and, and it's not something that you know if you feel that you're not very organized and you think oh my god I could never be like that that's too regimented mm-hmm. then fine you've got to find what works for you um, but organization is not something that you're born with it can be learned so please yeah. nobody is a lost cause we can <laughs> all get more organized um, and- but part of being organized is just learning what you can safely say no to so you know don't feel that you have to say yes to everything Mm -hmm. ask yourself does that work for me and if it does great and if it doesn't then delete yeah and (laughs) just delete that person out of your life I'm so glad you didn't delete me Nadine I would have cried otherwise like she didn't reply to my email um you you slightly alluded to to it there in terms of you know just kind of being realistic you know before I mentioned I had this kind of strict kind of schedule with myself you know 10 to 11 I'm gonna do this but what I didn't say is that I have a free flow day (laughs) so anything I kind of missed out on my other days I think it's a Wednesday I pick up on all the stuff I kind of might have missed off and I think that's another key of being a business mum is that we have to be realistic with our time my son might be ill he's going to be with me for the whole day then and and I think that's when a lot of kind of mums do get overwhelmed because they kind of pack in their week as much as they can but they're not being realistic with it and again I'm, I'm glad you kind of brought brought that in that you do drop balls sometimes you know everything isn't perfect and yeah we just do need to be realistic don't we that's right. And I, do, I don't overschedule myself. That's another yeah. thing. Because like you've just said, things happen. Kids get ill or, you know, the, somebody says to you on the morning, oh, did you know that we're picking the kids up at two today because school's kicking out at two or whatever, you know, and and you might have not, not realized that or whatever. So, yeah, there are things that... Um, crop up always and I just find that I know I'm at my most productive in the morning um, so I try and schedule major things for then um, but also I try not to do more than a couple of meetings a week you know I don't want to be spending the whole working week driving to and from other places to meet people because it's dead time the driving time is dead time and even though I like to get out and meet people and there are sometimes times when that's necessary um, I try and limit the amount of times in a week that I would have to do that so that I can spend more time at my desk and I do spend I mean I quite enjoy a weekend at at my desk I don't mind working on Saturdays or Sundays I balance it by um, making sure that I have family time too Um, but I do quite enjoy the weekend because I feel like people who are working in offices are not at the desks therefore they're not constantly sending me more stuff I've got time to get on top of the things that I have got on if I work on Saturday (laughs) (laughs) and it's good and I think it's down to that whole thing again is doing a business that you're passionate about because to you you know this isn't work if you're sending emails doing a blog post later well, all the stuff you need to do I'm sure a lot of the time you don't really feel like you're working you actually love doing what you're doing I, I do love doing what I'm doing and, and I do um 
yeah I mean it is it is work but it is a passion too Um, Mm. but the thing is I think there's a slight perception sometimes as well if you're working from home people think you're not really working and so you do you do come (laughs) up against that don't you people think oh well I can just drop in or I can yeah she's not really doing anything you know I can just pop round and then my family used to have a bit of a running (laughs) joke and they'd say like my kids would go well why do you need the iPad you've been on the iPad all day and they just think I spend all day playing on the iPad and yeah. obviously that's not true so <laughs> after, I mean it was a joke and we, we used it as a joke for a while but then it started to wear a bit thin and I just thought well actually you know they're gonna think that I do actually sit and play on the iPad all day so I stopped joking with them about it and it just seems to have died a death which is quite is, good do you know what? I'm laughing so much because it's so true because like you I've been uh, self-employed for eight years now and it's this running joke of my mum she always call me every day what have you done today I'm like, mum, I have been working all day. As soon as I've dropped my son to school, I haven't just been sitting here on Facebook. I know. Like, what? But do you know, that's another podcast, I think, that we can get into. I think a lot of mums can relate to that, that, you know, we do actually work hard. We're not just sitting here doing nothing. And it is important to to realise, yes, I am passionate and yes, I love it. But it is important as well for your own self-esteem, just to sort of acknowledge I am working and I am contributing to the family. I am bringing in things that we wouldn't have if I didn't do what I do. So, you know, even if you're a mum at home and you might not be making a lot of money, maybe you're just making a little money, but you're contributing. You're still the one doing the school runs. You're still the one that's looking after the home. You know, you're wearing a lot of hats. And one of the things that I can really get passionate and on my soapbox about is that how incredible mums are. And the fact is what we do, the amount we accomplish in any one day. And the fact that we did all that and we also brought another person in to this world I mean my god we deserve a medal <laughs> I feel like crying now we like oh my god we do all of that the amount we do and, and I think that we do we are guilty of of not seeing the value in what we do and, and yeah. not being confident in our abilities and being at home with a young child can knock your confidence and you can think oh god I'm a bit scared to you know a, a situation where you would have just walked into an office and said right then what we're doing next yeah. you you know, once you've had a baby, you do get a bit intimidated and you think, I'm not sure I can do this anymore. And we've all been there. We have all been there. And I, and that's the way, you know, it just value what it is that you are doing. Because even if, you know, even if you feel like, oh, well, I'm only doing that. Well, you're still doing something. Yeah. So that's the biggest message I want to sort exactly. of give people. And you can do it. Whatever you want to do in your life, you can do it. Look, you Nadine's doing it. She's juggling. It. This, every <laughs> single mum on this podcast has created a business. And they're yeah. running it. You know, like Nadine keeps saying, it's not going to be perfect 100% of the time, but nothing ever is. Is anything ever perfect anyway? No. Absolutely. And perfection's so, boring. Who yeah. wants perfect? Yeah, that's boring. so old. It's Come the, on. It's spice of life, you know. It, it's all about rolling with it, isn't it? And I just, I think there's something very empowering in the fact that getting to a stage where you think, do you know what? I might not be perfect and I might do this, that and the other, or I might do stuff wrong, but I try most of the time and I do a pretty good job most of the time and just realizing that is quite empowering because you think yeah do you know what I'm actually pretty good at doing this soul lark that I do so (laughs) (laughs) oh Nadine thank you so much for coming on the show it's been so great having you on I'm sure loads of mums are feeling inspired we've got so many productivity tips from you as well I just want to end off though on what is kind of your first baby step if a mum's listened to all these fantastic tips you've given us and they really want to start being more productive in their 
their life. I know we call this how to juggle uh, without dropping that baby. <laughs> what would you say would be their first kind of step in their quest for productivity? It sounds a, a bit odd to say, but I would just say know what you want to achieve first because um, we can very quite easily busy ourselves doing a load of tasks that aren't really taking us anywhere. So we want to make sure that the things that we are doing in our lives are actually moving us forward. And the only way we can move forward is by knowing what we ultimately want. And then you can make the right decisions to help you get there. So if it's you thinking of starting up a business and you've got a bit of an idea, but you're not really sure and what do you do first, start sitting down and maybe write out a business plan and start to envisage what the end goal is going to look like. And that way you're going to know exactly what you're working towards and that'll keep you focused and it will help you be more productive. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And where can we like go and find you? What is your blog address? Okay, so I'm blogging at jugglemum.co.uk. And I'm also business mum on Twitter. So it's a mix of business mum and juggle mum blog. And on YouTube, it's Mrs. Nadine Hill, just because I want to be a bit different. (laughs) And I think if you literally type in business mum, I think that's how I first found out about you. I think on Twitter, I just typed in the phrase business mum. and I Yeah, I'll come up first. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's clever what she's done. I like her. (laughs) Thank you so much again. If you have missed any of this, do not worry. There's going to be a full recap over on Nadine's blog post. Going to put some lovely pictures of her and also all her links to all her blogs and YouTube channels as well. That's going to be on mumtomillionaire.com forward slash episode 29. That's mumtomillionaire.com forward slash episode 29. And remember, take action today, not tomorrow. Be confident, be brave, be you. Thank you for being part of the Mum to Millionaire journey. Mum to Millionaire, I empower you to take control, make money. Please like us on facebook.com forward slash mum to millionaire. Love you. (laughs) Love you too, mummy.